Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 213, Hellblazer section. My name is Eric. I am known as Jason. Are you? Yep. Okay. Around town. Alrighty. Just uh, by folks in the know? Folks in the know. Yeah. Yeah. My close circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Yeah? Yeah. I think we're both almost better. Yeah, yeah. We've lost the plague. <laughs> well, between the uh, last episode and this episode, I got the plague. Uh, I don't don't know if it was from you or not, but uh, we'll assume not. Yeah, I would assume actually not. So that just just to you know avert any small any any bad feelings. Or... Right. Well, uh, I think the fact that you had it like an entire week before I even got it, I think that sort of rules you out. Sweet. Yeah. I'd I'd feel bad, honestly. I would have because yeah. uh, it was gross. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I did have a friend I hung out with uh, just days before I got it, uh, so I'm pretty sure that's who I got it from. Ah. So so the blame <laughs> entirely is going that, to her. That, well, good for her. Yeah. I mean, you know, not for having caused that, but no, yeah, for receiving blame. Yeah, well, blame, yeah. blame is always nice. Yes. Uh, she knows what she did. <laughs> she's probably proud. Oh, yeah. Or at least guilty. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she's just repenting somewhere. <laughs> Does she repent? Maybe. Mm. Uh, she was raised Catholic. Okay. Went to Catholic high school. Okay. I'm sure she still has that in her somewhere. She yeah. doesn't, like, carry around the rosary or anything. No, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. Uh, almost immediately after the last episode, I got incredibly sick. Right. Yeah. So, so. Fever? Uh, fever? I'm pretty sure I had a yeah. fever. I'm mm-hmm. not 100%, but just because it seems to be the same type of thing that you had and, and, uh, what my friend had, that, um, yeah, yeah, pretty sure there was a fever involved. Right. Yeah, just gross. You just feel gross. You sound gross. Uh, you you know you do gross things. Yeah, it's just terrible. I'm yeah. glad it's over. <clears throat> I'm uh yeah I'm uh, getting over it. It's 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 definitely at the end of mm. of this uh, entire gross saga. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I couldn't be happier. Even mm. though I did miss like three days of work. That's but, nice. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like such a waste. Like, cause yeah, I missed a few days of work. And all I did was sit there and watch terrible TV. As did I. And it's just like, man, I really could have accomplished something by not being at work. But right, yeah. What a waste. Uh, I did learn that apparently soap operas still exist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was honestly unaware. Really? Yeah. Like, like I know my mom uh, will watch soaps, uh, but, like, like, she always watched, like, the ABC you know, uh, network soaps. Okay. Uh, which is usually, uh, I think it was like General Hospital and like One Life to Live and all that. Right. 
and honestly, I thought they had canceled all of them. Uh, so I was very surprised to discover that that some of them still are on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I saw the beginnings of some, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to watch. That. I mean, like, it's I don't mind terrible TV, but that is awful TV. Right, right. I would say what's even more awful is every variation of the talk show The View that is on. I think there's about four of them. Uh, right. Uh, there's the The View, of course, The Talk, and uh, the worst one because it has a disgusting name, The Chew. The The Chew. Yeah. Huh. It is a a more of a food based version of it. Uh, okay. But it's still that same type of show, and, and even huh. even if it is a food based one, like like entirely, it's still a terrible name. All right. Why don't they at least call it, like, Chewing the Fat? Right. You know, yeah. that's a little, yeah. a little bit better. And, I mean, I know there's a comic called Chew, yeah. which I enjoy greatly. Which might become a TV show. Might be, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still a gross name. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because in your mind, like, pictures, you know, like, some open mouths and uh-huh. yep. some gross sounds. Yeah. The, the The worst examples of what chewing is. Right, yeah, right, yeah. So is that going to be a problem for uh, the Image comic if it becomes a show? I don't know. There's the Chew and Chew. So okay, yeah. I would also assume that two vastly different audiences. Right, yeah. I would think so. It would air at different networks at different times. Right, yeah, yeah. that could be all right. Though. Yeah. Uh, I've also discovered that uh, apparently uh, uh, people in the audience of the the television show Rachel Ray. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, she, she's like a, a TV chef. Okay. You know, yeah. And she has a cooking slow slash talk show. Uh, the people in the audience are fucking idiots. They will clap for anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that happens though. You, you get, it's like that crowd mentality. You get in the middle of a crowd, one person claps and everybody claps. Right. But it's like, she's just cooking. Yeah. We can all cook. <laughs> and also, I've never seen her cook anything appetizing. I've I've never seen Rachel Ray. Uh, she she she's you know, cute to look at. Uh she's got that kind of annoying peppy personality thing going on. <laughs> uh but uh she uh, like like today, like I was just flipping through channels, uh and uh she was cooking her family's holiday pasta or something right. like that. Like the family recipe. Yeah, and, and it was like this it was pasta, like 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 the, the big round tube noodles. Oh okay. Which perfectly fine with that. Tampon noodles, they're called. Sure. I yeah, believe. Yeah. Uh you know, and she was put like, you know, Parmesan into it and in garlic and in oil. And then uh she she had the sauce which was made out of like uh, shredded uh uh, ribs. Oh, with like 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 vegetables and stuff, and like it wasn't like a traditional huh. Italian pasta sauce. That's strange. And I was like, that doesn't look appetizing at all. Right. And that just looks kind of gross. Is it like carrots and stuff like that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like like I'm sure it was like a tomato based sauce, but you know it's like. That type of stuff looks more like a stew. And I right, yeah. I don't think stew goes with pasta that well. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah. I guess it could. Yeah, but yeah, it seems a strange. But she was making this thing, and she poured out the uh, the, the noodles into the the serving dish, and everybody just started clapping. And I was like, "Why are you clapping? Huh? Why are you clapping? <laughs> she, did she not spill anything? Maybe they, maybe all this, maybe all these people are, are prone to spillage. Could be, could be. No, I've, yeah, I've, I do a lot of spilling in the kitchen. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, they did, uh, like, like in the middle of like the applause break for, you know, the noodles being poured out, <laughs> they did sort of cut to the audience. And then there was a woman who just sort of like seemed to be looking around wondering what I was wondering. Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. She's like, wait, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> Maybe there's like, there's probably like <coughs> an applause sign, you know? Oh, I'm sure. And then, like yeah. that lady just wasn't watching the sign. And- right. But still, you shouldn't applaud for for that, for everything. Finishing noodles, yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. Angry at nothing. That's us. Yep. Yeah. Or at least you. Mostly me. I'm mostly indifferent to nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So unfortunately, that's uh, been our entire lives for like two weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Just yeah. Bad television. Bad, Bad daytime television. Yeah, I think I talked about mine already. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, let's talk about this comic book thing. Yeah? Because... I like comic books. I like comic books, too. And I am... I'm a little worried to see where this is going to go. Oh. Because... Because, uh... Because... Well, we've never done anything like this before. No. And it's a little new and, and weird. Yeah. Because, because you are reading four issues out of what is essentially a 40-issue run. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like a 40-issue like a story arc <laughs> that, that I had the privilege of reading the previous 20, and I'm currently reading the follow-up to this. <laughs> right. So I know where the story had been. And I know where it's going. So, so it all is kind of like one big train ride, right? It is, right, yeah, right. But this is a, a, it was just a four-part, you know, story arc within that. And I mean, I will say it does start clean, like like while you would need to have read the, the previous issues to know who all the characters are, right? Uh, to like you know figure out their relationships and everything like that, like like the actual plot of this like like starts pretty cleanly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it it the the last page of the fourth issue says the end, but it clearly isn't right. And the following issues directly tie into what happens in this. Yeah, it's it's more like a chapter of a larger story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I mean I felt like I was following it alright. It's uh talking about sections. Yeah. The Hellblazer story. Yes. Two sixty seven to two seventy. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh right. Four issues. Yeah. Yep. And and I've only read maybe uh maybe like a dozen or so Maybe twenty at the most issues of Hellblazer before I read this, 
so yeah, I, I clearly don't have the whole story. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I felt like I, I felt like I understood. Okay. Right. You know, for the most part, like yeah, like you said, there's characters like the guy, the taxi driver. Uh, I forget his name. Chaz. Chaz and right. uh, Epiphany is that her name? Yeah. Um, I wasn't familiar with either of those characters. But okay. Well, Chaz is a character who has been in Hellblazer since day one. Okay. He, he is Constantine. Constantine. If you, I don't like saying Constantine. I know that's the the proper pronunciation. Is it really? Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with Constantine because I'm an American. goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chaz is uh, John Constantine's uh, best friend. Uh, who? So I don't remember Chaz. Yeah. Remember. He's uh, uh, basically he's uh, he's his best friend, but at the same time he's also a guy that uh, Constantine just sort of uses. Okay. There. Right. Whenever it's convenient. Right. Yeah. And, and occasionally abuses. Uh, yeah, he was he was played in the movie by Shia LaBeouf. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I don't remember that. I didn't know that guy was in that movie. Oh, yeah. and, I've, and I've seen that movie. <laughs> well, you know, if you were to have seen the movie and then read the comics, I mean, I could easily see why you would have no clue why any of those characters are related. <laughs> Even uh, the title character. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really look much like John Constantine. But uh, but we digress. Yeah, I, I can go into that movie yeah. if we want. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dead end all for right. all of us. All right. No, no one wants to think about that movie. <coughs> no, yeah, I uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I hadn't read. Hellblazer at all in like 15 years. Right. And uh, it was kind of cool to to revisit the character. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, especially with the awesome guest star. That oh, shows yeah. up like two issues in, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I think he's hinted at in the second issue towards mm-hmm. the end anyway. Uh, that's uh, the one thing about reading uh, monthly Vertigo comics is that uh, the last ten pages are always a preview for something. <laughs> Alright. So I'm like looking at it and uh wondering uh who all these characters are. Like, I don't remember this part of the story. Why is it colored and drawn so differently and why is Neil Young, you know, smirking at me <laughs> on a cell phone? <laughs> uh Yeah, he he does uh, show up in the the end of the second issue. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I think at the end of the first issue is when we start getting hints that uh, he shows up. We're talking about, of course, we, we spoil that, right? We, yeah, we. we I think we mentioned it. We mentioned time. it last time. Yeah, uh, Mister Shade, the Changing Man. Heck yeah! Uh, also, uh, Milligan. Well, he brought him back because he was like a Ditko character, right? Right. Yeah. But he kind of reinvented him. Yeah. In the nineties. Uh, late eighties. So yeah, huh? Late eighties. Late eighties, early nineties. Uh, we should uh, definitely point out that uh, Peter Milligan is the writer of uh, Hellblazer. Uh, I think he's been writing it since around issue 250, maybe before then. Uh, actually, I think it was 250 or so. And uh, he is uh, closing out the book for good. Really? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Hellblazer was being canceled. Yeah, I didn't know. He was still on it. That's, oh, yeah. that's good. There, there. Uh, but yeah, so Peter Milligan has been writing Hellblazer for like the past four years or so. And, uh, so this is actually like just past a year of his time on the book. 
And uh, so, yeah, he brings back a Shade the Changing Man. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Shade, yeah. Shade is great. Shade, that was, I'd say Shade the Changing Man is probably my second favorite Vertigo book ever. I would, yeah, I don't know about that, but it's definitely in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. Uh, especially, like, the first 50 issues are, are solidly, mm-hmm. like, up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so different. Yeah. So it has a completely different feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shade was a, a Ditko character, like a very, very different version from uh uh what you and I know best here. I have never read any of those, but I've picked up I picked up like one or two in quarter boxes over the years. Right. And, and it yeah, it looks like an eighties cartoon, but with like seventies like I don't know like style to it or right, something. Yeah. I don't know. It was just very, it was very strange looking, right. but in a completely different kind of strange than Milligan takes it. Right. Uh, I remember cause, uh, my, my, my old friend Bruce is, uh, who actually the guy who got me into Shade the Changing Man. Uh, cause Chris Pacello drew like the first 50 issues of that book or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, he is a huge Chris Pacello fan. And so like, he, he just wanted me to like, you know, discover Chris Pacello, you know? right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, yeah, I read the entire series, and then, like, I wound up buying him the original Ditko series uh, as a gift one year. And, uh, he yeah. He's like, what is this shit? Differently. Yeah. What is this shit? I don't know that he even actually ever read it. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is, like, yeah, they, they only share a name. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe a very basic concept yeah 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 i mean mean, like they're both from meta right but yeah the invest the madness well i don't even know if the madness was a thing that was in the original probably not honestly yeah Yeah, because shade's all about madness and like that's where his powers stem from and right um and uh yeah peter milligan owned that character basically i mean it's a dc character obviously but because uh, cause Brian John Mitchell posted a comment on uh, the last episode uh, about him possibly picking up uh, this, you know, a couple of issues of Hellblazer, because he likes Shade as well. Right. And he, like, brought up, like, you know, if Shade had been retconned at all since, like, the end of that series. I don't think so. I don't, because I think he's only shown up written by Peter Milligan I've, since then. Yeah, I've never noticed him appearing in anything else. I I have read... I think I read like an Elseworlds that had the original version of Shade in it, but like, that doesn't count, obviously. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think yeah, there's been like a handful of times where Milligan has written Shade, like you know, post that series, and it's always Milligan, you know. And uh, when uh, like the DC New Fifty Two started, uh, like Peter Milligan wrote Justice League Dark, and it was all about him. Like doing shade again. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and then when he left that book, like he took shade with him. Like you know, okay. shade's no longer part of that book. Huh. So, so that is like, so, obviously a character very near and dear to Milligan, right? Or and, and DC is cool enough to be like, okay, yeah, so exactly. Right. Right. That's awesome. Can you imagine that if if Marvel was like that, like if Herb Trimp was like in the seventies, like ah, I'm just retiring the Hulk, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Herb Trimp. <laughs> He's <laughs> awesome. 
So yeah, what? So what's the story here with this Hellblazer miniseries? <laughs> or it's not a miniseries. It's yeah, a slice of a giant pie. <laughs> Uh, basically, it starts out with uh, John Constantine uh, going absolutely insane. Bonkers, I would say. Yeah. He's bonkers. Yeah. And uh, he uh, winds up uh, in an insane asylum. And uh, he tries to summon uh, Shade the Changing Man to help get him out. And then just uh, things go awry from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's having some problems. Uh, the world is literally... Literally falling apart around him. Yeah. Uh, like chunks of whatever building he's in are just disappearing. Right. And dis- or the city is disappearing right. around him. Yeah. Or, or, or so he believes. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, so I guess the prior knowledge that you would have needed before jumping into this, which, again, you said you did fine. Yeah, so yeah. I seem to... I mean, I mean, you know, well, go, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no, right. I was just going to say, like, a lot of Vertigo books, especially, like, the Vertigo books I read in the 90s, it seems like had a different tone than the ones I've read recently, where it was a little crazy and, like, off the cuff and, like, just very loose. Right. And, and uh, this reminded me a lot of that. Um, whereas, like, most of the Vertigo series I read now are mini-series, where it is all, like, pretty, pretty tight. You know, right. like, there's not... You know, I would also say that that comes from this being like the last Vertigo book that is like a corporate owned book. Yeah. Like like almost everything else from Vertigo for like the past, you know, fifteen years of even, you know, is all like creator owned stuff. Right. Where where the writer or the artist is like, you know, controlling what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Constantine, you know, and Hellblazer you know, I mean, despite the fact that it's getting canceled, sure. you know, is uh, sort of one of those things where it's like, well, no matter what I do, there always has to be a reset back to the status quo. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that's kind of, you know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you could just pick up a book like that. and uh, Right. And even though, like, something crazy was happening, you could just jump right in and, right. you know, it had a real looseness to it, but it was, like, inviting at the same time. Right, right. And uh, this totally reminded me of, of more, well, more of, like, the Shade the Changing Man era. Right, right. Because, like I said, I hadn't read a ton of Hellblazer, but, yeah, yeah, definitely felt like that. Right. Yeah, so, uh, so there's, there's, uh... A character that's been in the book uh, since Milligan started his run called Epiphany Greaves, who is like this like 23-year-old hot alchemist chick uh, whose father is a, uh, a gangster who uh, is basically threatened John's life on multiple occasions. Okay. Uh, uh, and at the beginning of Milligan's run, he Constantine was... Uh, uh, dating a woman who broke up with him and then he, like, used magic to sort of, uh, get her back. And through a series of complicated events, she wound up dying. Okay. And then through another series of complicated events, he tried to resurrect her, which put Epiphany in sort of like a weird coma thing, which then made the her dad try to kill Constantine. <laughs> right. Uh, As well he should. Yeah. And so pretty much right before this storyline, Constantine had gone to India to try to cleanse his soul 
so that he could bring back his uh, his dead girlfriend. Uh, but uh, Epiphany had woken up and uh, you know, followed him to India uh, against her dad's wishes. Okay. And sort of helped him out of a jam that he was going through there. And so they had just come back to London uh, at this point, uh, just before this. Okay. And then, yeah, he... Uh he does something pretty terrible to her. Yeah, he does. At the very beginning of the story. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make you like John Constantine very much. Uh, he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John is, is, uh, always an asshole. That's, it's pretty much the one character thing that he has pretty much consistently going for right. him. Right. It's interesting to, you know, to have like the main character. I mean, I guess it's sort of like I've been watching a lot of Kirby Enthusiasm lately. Right. <laughs> I guess it's a lot like that where, you know, you. I guess you can have a charismatic main character who is also right. kind of an ass. Well, you know, like all the TV shows that you and I have watched in the past, you know, like Dexter, obviously, is, is, a, is a serial killer, so there, there's no real redeeming qualities there, but, you know... He's a likable character, and yeah. he's charming, and right. you know you you want to follow his adventures, you know, and then even you know Walt from Breaking Bad, and then uh, Dennis Leary's character from Rescue Me. They're all that's true, just dicks. Yeah, you know, in the yeah, end. right. <laughs> you know, to to varying degrees of likability. It's like it's like my mom keeps watching Wheel of Fortune, even though Pat Sajak is obviously clearly, the biggest asshole, clearly a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just keeps going back to it, though. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's the whole can of worms about, you know, can can you have a continuing series about a character who is essentially unlikable? Right. And, you know, I think it's, like, I don't think you need to have a, an entirely likable lead character and something to be enjoyable. As long as you can be, like, have empathy for the character. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, yeah, at least have him change and grow so that you can see the flashes of humanity or whatever. Right, or, or like him, yeah, because he, he realizes, you know, he's like trying to not yeah, be right, like yeah. this. Right, yeah. So that's, that's something. Yeah. yeah. That is essentially what, like, the past 260-some issues of Hellblazer are. <laughs> you know, it's just him knowing that he's an asshole, trying not to be an asshole, Still ends up being a major asshole. <laughs> and in order to try to fix things, does something a real asshole would do. Right. But yeah, somehow, trucks right along, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes that truck runs over almost everyone in his path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in this series. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, uh... Yeah, he gets possessed with some madness, and he uh, kind of beats the fuck out of Epiphany. Yeah. At the beginning of the story. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of a romantic tension going on between the two. Uh, and uh, prior to this, he had uh, sort of, you know, rebuked her, her uh, come-ons, uh, because he was still hung up on the dead chick. Okay. Right. You know. uh, and... Uh, you know, but you know, you can see that he's sort of torn about it at the same time. You know? Yeah, and uh, he does definitely have you know genuine feelings for her. Uh, but yeah, and then he goes ahead and uh, just smashes the shit out of her face. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty dark. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, so he gets locked up, and then there's like a short, you know, 
uh, sort of a sidestep into just basically him being abused by hospital staff. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a little bit of a chase scene and like there's right, some right. little action in there. And, yeah. Uh, but of course, he's just continuing to just go completely batshit. Uh, and then, yeah, he, he tries to summon Shade the Changer Man to help him. And uh, uh, in order to do that, he uh, tries to amputate his arm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, if I had a friend that the only way to call him was to. Cut off a large chunk of my body. Yeah. I might just not call that guy. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times can you call? Yeah. Uh, four, at yeah, least. About four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, probably three. Maybe three. Yeah, 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 so yeah. How are you going to cut that last one off? Right. With, with your teeth? Maybe? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can you met, uh, I have, I mean, anyone out there tried to chew their arm off, you know, before at the, out the elbow? <laughs> it's not fun. Ah. <coughs> uh. So, so Shade comes in. So Shade comes in, yeah. Then we, we also get uh, Lenny from the, the Shade series. Lenny's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's been years since I've read Shade the Changer Man, oh, yeah. so like a lot of it is just sort of lost and floating in my head. I can't remember most of it. I mean, yeah, I haven't read, like, because I read the early ones, uh, you know, like all at once, like, you know, maybe like years into the series. Right. But... I'm sure, like, the last, like, 40 issues I read as they came out, and that's the last time I read them. So, right. but, yeah, I was, like, a teenager when I read them less. Yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely a teenager when I read the, eh, maybe not a teenager, but the 2021 20, when I read the, the first batch. Uh, well, like, I think the, the series was done by that point, and, like, I read the entire series in, like, a span of a week or something right. like that. And I remember the, or at least I, I remember Constantine being in Shade the Changing Man. Right. Like, I don't remember the specifics about that. Yeah. Uh, because that does get brought up in, uh, in this book. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then I think I read him again probably around 2003, 2004. Oh, okay. And that had to be the last time that I did that. Wow, yeah, I've never revisited him, which is weird because I fucking loved it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, so the, yeah, there, there's a scene that it gets brought up, uh, that, that happened in the, the Shades series that, like, I vaguely remembered, you know, being a part of it. Right. right. With Lenny and, uh, John. Yeah, well, with, or, uh, with, uh, Kathy. Kathy and John, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kathy, of course, was the Shades love interest in that series. Mm. Uh, who, uh, not, not really a spoiler, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that something John and uh, Shade have in common? Yeah, there we go. They both have a uh, love. Uh, I guess uh, that is kind of a spoiler. Love. Sorry uh, if uh, <laughs> if uh, yeah haven't read Shade the Changing Man, <laughs> uh, which you should go do. Yeah. yeah, I know there's at least three volumes of trades because we've got the first three at Mavericks, right? And uh, I think it only went seventy issues total. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well worth reading. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Incredible. Uh yeah, so anyway, what were so, uh, we were spoiling all the major plot Yeah, points. yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah, Shade Shade shows up and uh, you get that memory back from uh Right. And that sort of just leads into 
sort of what happens in the rest of the storyline where, where Shade is, you know, clearly more nuts than John is. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, he has, you know, superhuman alien powers. and So he does help him escape. He does help him escape, but he also causes a lot more problems than right. John probably intended. And yeah, it's kind of like a one of those wacky comedies where someone, like, gets a gets a genie out of the bottle to help him and, like, he ends up, you know, destroying his house. And, right, yeah. And the wife comes home and, oh, hijinks ensue. <laughs> it's just like that. Just like it. <laughs> Uh, the hijinks in this involves more dead people and punching uh, your girlfriend in the face, punching your girlfriend <laughs> in the face, and uh, you know a little more, uh, you know, dismemberments and so it's darker. You're saying a little bit darker, a little darker, a little darker. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's weird because this book really, really did make me want to go reread Shade the Changing Man, <laughs> but it didn't really make me want to go read more Hellblazer, right? Which you know, I don't know that it was supposed to, you know, do that for me. But, right. But, uh... Yeah, uh, probably wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but at the same time, you know, uh... Like, I, I think I knew kind of going in that, like, the, the nostalgia that you... Like, I know you had more nostalgia for Shade the Changer Man than you do for Hellblazer. Right, yeah. So, you know, I figured that... It's not, I'm not too surprised that you... Would feel that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's certainly, while I was reading, it was like, hey, I should definitely check those books out again. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, but I, mean, I'm, but I mean, I did enjoy, I did enjoy, like, the Hellblazer aspects to the John Constantine. Because, um, I mean, yeah, he is, a, I mean, he is an interesting character. He's, like you said, I mean, obviously, if it can sustain 267 issues of an unlikable main character. Right. He's got to be somehow subconsciously likable. You know? Right, right. And, uh, and he is. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I am going to reread some shades though, pretty sure. soon. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not a bad thing either. No. Uh, but yeah, I, like, I think this definitely suffers from the fact that, like, obviously Milligan has, like, a, a grand plan in store okay. that, that he is in the middle of enacting. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you're just reading, like, like <laughs> not even a fraction of it's like a, what that is. It's like I read chapter seven of his epic novel. Right, yeah. And I was like, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, like, like, even, like, I don't know what the Hellblazer trade paperback situation is at this point. Like, I don't know if it oh, does yeah. what normal series do. Where, where they do collect, like, you know, six issues at a time or whatever. But, like, I don't think, like, even even after... Because I've read, like, up to, like, issue 278 by this point now. Okay. Uh, just because I've been continuing to read them because I'm trying to catch up. Uh, and, like, like while this story ends, like, it doesn't end. Right. And it actually takes, like, almost six to eight more issues to... to kind of even wrap yeah, up everything I mean, that happened in this one. It kind of had that feeling, like, yeah. like there's more, even though it says the word end at the end. Yeah, because, like, even the, the two issues after this uh, still have shade in them. Okay. And, uh, you know, then uh, there's, like, you know, the whole story of, of what happens to Epiphany at the end of this. And yeah, because she kind of, you know, spoiler, she kind of has disappeared into the the madness. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I thought, like, it took me a while to, to think of this, but I thought that was kind of cool because the very beginning 
of the of this story of this four issues is um you know it looks like John is going to lose Epiphany to the madness right, right. that he has. That right, right. But at the end of the story, he still loses her to madness, but it's like the madness that he conjured, which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then also, you know, this pure Constantine, you know, just uh, whatever he tries to do to fix something usually just fucks it up. It just, more. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, he just messed it up even more. Yeah. Or, or it has the same result, but just with like a big mess right before. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh,. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I, 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 uh, I mean, obviously, I liked it. Yeah, you know, because I mean, I've, I've been reading Hellblazer, you know, for years. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, this was mostly just an experiment to see how, how it would work with you, right? Because like, like we said, like every episode, we've we've pretty much just read a miniseries or a graphic novel or the first. Right, Six issues yeah. of a large story, but yeah, yeah, this was, I was, yeah, I was surprised. I was like, yeah, we've never done that. Just read like a storyline in the middle of a longer arc right, series, right. but, um, so I guess it kind of works, but at the same time, you know, yeah, like you have much, a much broader perspective on the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So it is, so it is a little strange, I guess. Um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it seemingly. Otherwise, yeah, 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 it did. It, it really did like. Like not only just nostalgia for shade, but nostalgia for that that nineties vertigo. Yeah. Like it definitely had that tone to it that I was like, Wow, I remember reading these just crazy books where like, you know, it didn't really re- require any 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 like it seems like there's a lot of scientific explanation for it, anything crazy that happens in comics now. Yeah. And a lot of these vertigo books like just whatever happened you're just like yeah sure yeah the madness vomited out a time stream yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah okay yeah. i can dig it no yeah i get what you're saying you know like yeah like like if you read anything definitely from like marvel or dc it's like you know anything that happens you know there has to be like this in-depth explanation as to why that happened yeah, how could that know? possibly happen in our reality it's right, like yeah. it's like you know Sometimes I read comics to escape my reality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and this is just, yeah, it's like a fun, crazy. And you know what? Cra- crazy comic. I think that's uh, that's fans. That's fans doing that. And uh, that is why fans are ruining comics. <laughs> they're trying. They're, I don't think they'll ever ruin them completely, but they're trying. They definitely are trying to ruin yeah. them. Because, so. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, like, like uh, I know you and I are not reading this, and, and I'm going to spoil the shit out of uh, Amazing Spider-Man right now. Uh-oh, here it comes. Because, fuck it, it's being canceled anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody even knows who that character is. Hellblazer, <laughs> Spider-Man, they're both gone. But, like, uh, you know, uh, so, okay. So maybe, maybe if you have a slight interest in, Sp- in uh, Spider-Man, uh, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but uh Dr. Octopus has taken over Peter Parker's body. And uh Peter and Dr. Octopus's body, uh which now has Peter Parker's consciousness, is dying. Uh so so that's what's happening. Uh and I'm pretty sure that there was like this whole entire explanation as to how it happened with like pages of like details about the mechanics behind it <laughs> and who gives a shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, it seems like a terrible story. Mm, yeah. And second of all, even if it wasn't, yeah, we don't need to know. Right. I don't need a neuron lesson or, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. And also, if uh, 
unless this is the first comic that you have ever bought, uh, then, uh, you know, uh, why get so upset? Because, you know, everyone else who has read comics knows that at some point, uh, uh, this will come back around. Yeah. 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 It never happened. <clears throat> yeah. Brand new day, go away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think we even talked about it a little bit with, uh, with the Chronicle last week. Mm-hmm. Was that, you know, yeah, you don't need explanations. Yeah, you don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I guess sometimes, like, it helps ground a story, but at the same time, if it's just supposed to be something fun and, you know. Right. Not that, not that it, this Hellblazer story is super fun with, I mean, it's pretty dark in places. Right, but, right. But, but at the same time, it is escapism. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. Just not for children, right? You know, uh, but you know, it's it. Uh, like I'd be just as happy if Peter Parker and Doc Doc Ock were on a bus and they were both holding those rails and it got struck by lightning. Yeah, and that's how it changed. Right. Yeah, yeah I'd be fine with yeah. that. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, uh, it'd probably be a hell of a lot more fun than what the storyline currently is. Right. Here. And and that would only take two pages, and exactly. the rest is. Uh, Gravy. Yep. Uh, but but yeah, like 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 you said, you know, about the grounding though. I think what what grounds the story is believable characters, you know, like well-rounded characters. Yeah. And you don't need A, the situation doesn't have to be exactly real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as the characters are, are reacting right. as, as you, they probably should, you know, like uh, Ziggy in space. Exactly. Like you know, you put him out there on Mars, and he's like terraforming and yeah. he meets and has sex with all these weird animals yeah. but it's your ziggy and you know ziggy you've yeah. grown up with ziggy so you believe it you accept it you buy it as long as ziggy is acting the way ziggy would act as long as he holds up this weird signs every once in a while yep yeah mars needs women or something yeah yeah or, or, or goes to like you know the martian complaint department oh i would love that yeah. i would love a whole series of ziggy martian complaint department cartoons he is the character that did that, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for a second. I was confused with Lucy from Peanuts. The doctor's in, but yeah, no, that is different. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we've been reading uh, uh, Ziggy, Constantine Hellblazer. <laughs> um, oh yeah, should we talk about the artist, Mister Kevin Colley or something? I don't know. Giuseppe. What is, uh, yeah, Cameron Colley? Cameron Colley? Cameron yeah. Colley? I don't know. Yeah. Um, just Giuseppe. Yeah. Giuseppe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I he, was cool. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he is, uh, I think that guy's a workhorse. Oh, yeah. Like, like, cause I th- like in addition between, because I think he's been on Homeblazer for a long time now. Okay. Uh,. Like, like, even before Milligan, uh, you know, even when he wasn't the regular artist, he was always, like, a fill-in. Okay. <coughs> but at the same time, like, I think he does stuff for, like, Marvel as well. Really? Like, I think he drew, like, a ten-page story in, like, the issue 700 of Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, the guy's, uh... Guy definitely uh, must be chained to his table or yeah. something, or just can he's crank it out great. super fast, and he's good. Dude. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like his very expressive faces on yeah. those characters. I really like that. It's sort of uh, 
a little bit uh, like uh, there's an artist uh, like I don't know if uh, you're familiar with him or not but Jim uh, uh, Callie of Four hmm, don't know uh, that. Like, like he drew a bunch of Secret Six uh, like towards mm-hmm. the end of it okay. I hate that guy I think that guy is terrible. Okay. Uh, but I think uh, Giuseppe uh, reminds me a lot of his work, but like way better. Like like the yang to the yin there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like like they have like a similar way of drawing, but like like just like one of them does it so much better. Okay. Huh. And uh, like he also has a little bit, I think, of like a uh, an Edward Rizzo type feel to yeah, his work. Yeah, too. yeah, definitely, definitely. But it, it at the same time, it definitely reminds me of. I mean, you know, maybe it's just the story and like my nostalgia, but for the characters, but it reminds me of like kind of like a retro style of the '90s. You know, like at least Vertigo, not like right, not, okay. not like not like superhero '90s at all. I could see like you know, like uh, like. Morrison's Doom Patrol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like Richard Case and those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, he's got a cool style. I like him. Yeah. Like, like he's definitely not the best artist I've seen on Hellblazer, but like, uh, you know, I mean, his art doesn't offend me here by any means, and it's quite good. And there's a Stefano Landini that finished the art, I guess. Yeah, it probably guess. stinks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I know that. Uh, Chemicali has, uh, like, like he's the main artist on this book, but then, like, every couple of issues, uh, Simon Bisley, like, like does, uh, like a fill-in or two. That's awesome. Uh, in fact, actually, the, the story, like, like, the two issues immediately following the story are drawn by both of them. Like, 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 uh, Simon Bisley drew, like, Page one through eleven, and then Chemicoli drew like you know twelve through twenty-two. Oh, weird. See, I hate it when unless unless that's part of the story. It is part of the story. Okay, because it takes place in two different uh, time periods. Okay, so it's so jarring to me. Like no, yeah, it's not like you know Jenny Finn when we read that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's not like you know it's like John Constantine steps out to have a cigarette, and then the next page is like <laughs> all right, the follow up to that, but it's drawn in a completely different yeah, style. Yeah, it was Art Adams, now it's Richard Corbin. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, might not be too bad. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd read that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like that. Like, like there's a clear delineation between the two. Okay. Uh, so it works out really well. Well, that uh, makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But yeah, Bisley's covers are awesome on these two. Yeah, yeah. He's such a great... I don't know. He's... He's yeah, good. Yeah, he's amazing. And, uh, like... Yeah, like... I know, like... Because I think I mentioned it last episode. Like, I had... Once brought up the fact that we might be doing this. And oh yeah, you, yeah. You kind of requested, requested uh, some business. Bisley, but uh, you know, sorry, I couldn't do that. For no, you. no, sorry. Yeah, right. But sorry. Uh, he uh, he's definitely has taken on like a different style whenever yeah. he does this book, at least. Like because I mean, maybe I'm just stuck in the '90s, but whenever I think of Bisley, like I always think of like you know Lobo and. You know, uh, there's Doom Patrol covers, Doom and Patrol, and then you know, Melting Pot, Judge Dread, and yeah. you know, Melting Pot, yeah, just that sort of overtly rendered, splashy, yeah. well, not splashy, but like splattery kind of, right? You know, uh, dirty, and, and like it's still got like everything about it, like it's still busly. Yeah, you can tell, like yeah, you but, can tell it's him, but it's also like a lot more refined. 
and even subtle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm looking at the cover to the 267, and it's like it's like all that crazy outlandish splattery stuff was all like you know just brought reeled in or encased inside of you know the right, out, yeah. outline of the characters or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it looks. It looks way different. I know, like on something, like he did that Tower Chronicles book, and I know yeah. uh, he didn't he didn't ink that; he just drew it. Uh, but I think I think he he wasn't he was inking himself on Hellblazer, right? Uh, I don't think he has inks on Hellblazer. Oh, really? I think it's like just digital coloring, sh- straight from pencil here. Hmm. But yeah, he's definitely tweaked his style over the yeah. years. But and, and and I honestly do prefer his old style. Like I, I yeah, really do. Yeah. But I don't think it's because he's gotten worse. It's just because, like you said, we it's have a nostalgia. We have a huge nostalgia for that era because that's like for me. I mean, that's whenever I was discovering all these different kinds of comics. That, yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. It's like it wasn't all Batman and Wolverine. Right, anymore. right. So, yeah, he blew my mind when I was a teenager. So. Yeah, same here. Same here. All right. Well, I think uh, we beat this horse dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We usually. We usually do. Let's uh, take a short break and uh, come back. Sounds good. Alrighty. Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. What up? What up indeed? Hmm. 
Not too much. Oh, I watched some movies. Oh? Yeah. Yeah? Because uh, I went to the library, uh-huh. and I got myself a, a small stack of movies. Yeah? Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Kirby Enthusiasm. They had the eighth season, which I hadn't seen, which was pretty funny. Um, I won't go into that, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you either, you either like that show or you don't. I mean, right. I think that's the only way that uh, one's good. I've still never seen it. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure if you would like it or not, honestly. Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, you, you may, but it, I don't know. But, uh... But also got some movies, including uh, one, two movies that I really wanted to see for a long time, and uh, I watched them both, and one of them I was kind of disappointed with, and one of them blew my mind how awesome it was. All right. Uh, the two movies were Super 8 and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay. <laughs> kind of, I'm sure you can guess. Uh, let's see, one you were disappointed in, one blew your mind. Yeah, I'm gonna guess you were disappointed in Super Eight. No. Okay. <laughs> that was probably the best movie I've seen in years. Good. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I liked Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm-hmm. but I don't think that. That's the greatest thing ever. No. Yeah. It, it was a fine movie. I, I, see, I don't even think it was, I don't even think I would say I thought it was good. Okay. Like, like I thought it looked amazing from start to finish. And, I mean, and, you know, obviously it was a showcase for all these really good actors to right, do right. their thing. But, <coughs> and maybe it's because I'm dumb, but I really felt lost. Like, I was like, who's this guy? Who, who, who are they talking about? Right. And, and bored. Bored was another thing, yeah. I, thing I felt. <clears throat> it was slow. It was definitely slow. I like slow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I totally agree with you that, that there were times where it was completely unclear what was happening or who the characters were or, you know, just, just, Stuff like that, right? Yeah. Plus, I I don't I can't think of a single character in that movie that I would say I like that character. Like maybe John Hurt, like the the captain or the general or the think, uh, control. I think they call him control. Yeah, I think uh, George Smiley was a pretty good character. I I mean you know he wasn't. I mean there was a lot of good characters, but I don't know that I even would say I liked George Smiley as a character. Yeah, I think I liked him. Really? And that just maybe you know. Gary Oldman rubbing off on that character, right? You know, you know yeah, love, anything else. I yeah. love Gary Oldman, but right. but I mean, as far as the story goes, I was like, I just didn't find anybody like, oh, I'm rooting for this guy. Like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think uh, the Gary Oldman character, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, and Mark Strong's character, I think, are the three that come off the best. Yeah, and I think that if there is anyone to root for, it has to be Mark Strong's character. Which one's Mark Strong? He was the the guy who uh, he was the teacher who was living in like his. Oh his yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If I would root for anybody in the movie, it would be him. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. I just I think maybe I was just like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Right. Yeah, when I sat down to watch it, because I'd heard so much good about it, and I think it was, I think it was build up too much, but I don't think it was just that. I think I I found it kind of boring. Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, I think if anyone out there, like, like I'm sure, probably your girlfriend was 
She loves that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's not entirely right about that movie. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, it's her opinion. And, it's her opinion, and like she loves that kind of stuff, right? And and yeah, I don't know. I just I, mean, I remember seeing it with uh, uh, Joe and and Jenny at the theater, and I think we all liked it. But I think you know it, it, it was definitely. I don't think any of us were like super wowed with it or anything like that. I kind of want to watch it a second time though, just because right. I wonder if maybe maybe I did miss something. Uh, when I watched it, and yeah. like, that kept me from enjoying it as much, um, because I, like I said, I mean, like I thought the acting was great, and I thought for a movie of, you know, like seven old guys talking to each other for two and a half hours, right. they made that look really cool, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it looks awesome, but yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I was just, I would, I would, I would go so far as to say I was severely disappointed. All right. Um, but then, like I said, Super Eight. Best movie I've seen in years, I do believe. I 100% agree with you. Like, uh, I mean, just, just to touch on, you know, uh, Tinker Taylor again, you know, it, it was, it was a movie that I, I think I found that I liked, but I did not find enjoyable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's like, like, well, probably I would benefit from a second, uh, viewing of it. It's nothing that I think I, I ever want to watch. Yeah. Like, cause even when I said that a minute ago, it was like, when would I ever do that though? Right. When, yeah, yeah. when there's so other mov- so many other movies that I'm excited to watch, right. and like that is just like, oh, okay, I'll try to right. get through that again. But man, Super Eight is fucking amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I cried like a little baby bitch while watching that movie. <laughs> Like all through it, or? like a lot, <laughs> like more than I probably should have. I don't see. I don't think I did, but I mean, I'm not. That's not like a judgment because I, I, you know, I cried when I watched uh, Cornbread Earl and and I. <laughs> Cornbread, no! He's supposed to play basketball. Oh my god! The Lawrence Fishburne saw it. <coughs> now he's gonna grow up and be a janitor in a mental hospital. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, wow, awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just, like, I know that part of it is that it's a movie about making movies. Like, like a very small part of it, but, but still. Yeah. And, and that's not a thing that I'm into. Okay. You know? Like that whole meta. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. But, but I think it really worked in this. And I think it was also a small enough part of it that, like, you know, it, it just made it uh, that much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it made the characters more endearing. Cause yeah, they, yeah. They're, like, trying to do this thing. Yeah, like the the actual movie, The Case, that they showed. Oh, that's great. It was so awesome. Yeah. Brassfield, watch The Case. <laughs> that's all I got to say. No, I, no, I was I bet the- Brassfield hated this movie. Super 8? Yeah, I bet. No. I bet he hated this really? movie. I absolutely think so. I've never asked him about this I movie. never have either. Our friend Matt. Who and I don't want to now because now <laughs> I'm just angry. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> Matt, our friend Matt Brassfield makes local small budget horror movies. Yeah. And the kids in this movie do the same thing. <laughs> and, and I always thought this was like a great idea. And like I've mentioned this to him at least once or twice. I'm like, you know, if you're making small budget movies, it seems like 
I would like if I was writing one, I would write a script based around all the locations that I had access to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you would just look around town. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and like, and write there, for your budget. Yeah, there's yeah. some cool also, stuff. Also, write. <laughs> oh, excuse me, my cough came back. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's got some cool locations. Like, I loved whenever he used uh, uh, his access to Wright State after after hours, and yeah. he like film stuff and like you know the killer walking around through the uh, you're chasing someone through the empty cafeteria at night. Right. It looked amazing yeah. because you know you never see a cafeteria at night at a, at a college. You know? Right. And and like that's the kind of stuff I'm like. Yeah, you know, use use whatever, whatever. I mean, like, even if it wasn't part of your script whenever you were writing the script and you see this crazy thing, like when they see the train wreck, yeah. it's in the script now. Yeah. You know, like, write that shit in. Yeah. You know, that's that's how you do it. Uh, you know, like, like I wrote, you know, a couple of movies a couple of years ago and, and one of them actually ever got made. Uh, and, like, you know, I, I wrote the script, you know, and, uh, you know, some of it was just sort of... Uh, you know, I don't know what the locations we can get are. Right. So I just sort of wrote it. And then, you know, when, you know, we were able to figure out what locations we could get, you know, it was just like, okay, let's you know, rearrange this or that. You know, and we managed to get some pretty cool places. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Uh, you know, and then, you know, super happy that that all worked out. But, you know, it's like, you know, had we not been able to do that, you know, then clearly I would have, you know, said, okay, well, we can't get this uh, awesome fucking basement garage thing that we got, you know, then uh, we'll just go to, you know, my friend's basement and right. uh, rework it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And like, I enjoy Brassfield's movies and like, he's found some cool locations, but I, you know, like, I, I think that would be one thing that, um, like, an, an outside perspective, I would say, like, constructive criticism is, is you know, right write scenes around around like other locations around town because there's some cool right. stuff in Dayton yeah. like you know there's some like I would write a scene involving Mendelssohn somehow right, right. I mean and like even if you're not allowed to film in Mendelssohn's who the hell is going to see you filming in Mendelssohn's exactly. that place yeah. is like a mile long right. you know there's no way that they they would even know that you're filming a scene back there <laughs> so yeah I don't know uh, and, uh, and even like uh you know, it wasn't integral to the plot or anything, but we were just looking to get, like, you know, B-roll for, like, you know, extra footage or, you know, just shots outside or whatever. Yeah. And there used to be that cool fucking factory behind uh, Sinclair. Oh, on Perry Street, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, we, we, I was like, oh, man, we gotta at least get that place, you know, right. and so, like, we filmed, like, you know, driving down the highway and a couple times, you know, just to get it on. And then, like, a month later, that place was gone. Yeah, they tore it down. So it was like, uh, oh, I've man, actually yeah. been inside of that factory. Oh, wow. Uh, more than one time. Uh, once while drunk. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that so, place is amazing. We call it, we always used to call it Axis Chemical Plant. Cause okay. Because it, it looks like the Tim Burton yeah, uh, yeah. setting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, Super 8. Super 8, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great, great movie. It takes place, uh, the, the setting anyway is supposed to be, uh, just outside of Dayton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they mentioned Dayton in the film. Yeah. That and Roadhouse are the only two movies I remember ever mentioning Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> this one's slightly better than Roadhouse. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. 
Yeah. yeah well, I had uh, I had forgotten that you had not seen that movie. Yeah, yet. and I remember you saying like you know like it was a I've done a disservice to myself by not seeing it in the theater yeah. and like and I can totally see that because I mean it has a lot of big big like action but even yeah. not even on my TV which isn't like a giant TV by any means but even that like it blew me away just like seeing all the all the visuals I mean right it was great yeah awesome. Glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I should uh, I should rewatch that at some point. Yeah, I'd rewatch right. it. What heck? Pick it right now. All right, let's watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that. Uh, like I saw it and I bought it and uh, I let my mom borrow it and uh, like I guess uh, my dad like like she was gonna watch it with my dad and my dad was like oh, I don't want to see that you know and just sort of grumbled and so my mom was like alright well fuck you and she went in the other room and watched it and uh so then like uh, she returned it to me and then like I guess like a day later like uh one of their friends was talking about it and was like oh you should totally watch that it's so good and my mom was like well I already returned it and uh I guess my dad didn't want to see it because he thought it was going to be a found footage movie Oh right, right. Yeah, like, like yeah. Chronicle. And yeah, all yeah. Stuff. And uh, so, and my mom was like, "No, it's not that at all." And uh, he's like, "Oh, well." well. <laughs> so he still hasn't seen. Still it. hasn't seen. Oh. It. I'm sure it'll be on TV like some Christmas or Thanksgiving. Oh but yeah, I'll watch it. It seems like. I mean, it's so it's so 80s too. Oh yeah, I mean, it it's set in the 80s and all the music's yeah. 80s, but but I mean, not just that. I mean, it just it looks like. You know, all the cool action 80 movie, all the 80s movies, like yeah. all the Spielberg movies. Uh, and, it's definitely an homage to, to, like, you know, yeah, the, the Spielberg type movies, uh, E.T. and uh, Goonies. Yeah, Goonies, and, like, yeah. Uh, even uh, a little bit of, like, The Explorers or just, like, some of the, like those, yeah, those adventure kids movies. Yeah, where the kids are the main characters, yeah. yeah. And, and they're not just annoying kids. Yeah, they're not at all, yeah. yeah. Not at all. I mean, one, you know, occasionally. Well, sure. But, you know. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I was I was really into that. That was awesome. Kids movies where the kids swear. Yeah. Yeah. That's the defining part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's what I've been up to. I've uh, I've been sick. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've been recovering from that. I, I did watch uh Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz uh, uh two days in a row. Got your got your Simon Pig on. Yeah, yeah. Nick my, Frost. Uh, I uh, I wanted to. Well, I saw like uh, they released like the first official image from the the new Edgar Wright movie with Simon Pig and Nick Frost called mm-hmm. uh, At the World's End. Okay. Uh, or The World's End or something like that. And it's supposed to be the the third part of the the unofficial trilogy. That they've been making with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Okay. So it just got me really excited to, to watch those two again. Is that coming out next year? I think so, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, um, read a bunch of comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my shipment in on Thursday. So oh, yeah. I uh, had an early Christmas. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. except, uh, you know, uh, I paid for everything with my own money <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> Uh, so I read read some stuff. I read uh, uh, like three issues in a row of all new X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's like a yeah. It's like weekly or biweekly or something. Biweekly, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, read uh, two issues of Hawkeye or Hawk Guy. Hawk Guy. Yeah. Uh, still a great comic. Or not? Are those standalone issues for the most part? Really? There's been one two-part storyline. I was gonna say because I've only ever read. I read. I just opened a random one up and read like four pages of it, and yeah. I happened to get to the end of the book. I didn't realize I was getting to the end of the book, yeah. and it was obviously continued into the next issue. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you know, it could have been an ending too. It wasn't like a cliffhanger. Right. But it felt like you know, there's there's more to the story. And and then someone was in Mavericks and he was talking about how he he liked it because it was all single issue stories and that confused me. Yeah, uh, I think uh, yeah issues one through three are single issue stories. Uh, four and five was a two parter. That's the one I saw. Yeah, but, yeah. And then uh, six and on or where someone takes issues. a mask off and reveals. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I saw. <coughs> hmm. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They're very good. I would really recommend you reading them. I kind of, yeah, after I read the, that few pages, I was like, yeah, this looks pretty cool. Yeah. And the art's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack told me to cut the order on that one. Uh-huh. He was, <laughs> he did, yesterday, he was going through, like, telling me uh, which books to cut. Uh-huh. He's like, Hawkeye, I mean, that never does well. And Dial H for Hero and Buffy. And, like, everyone that he named is, like, something that we consistently sell out of. Right, yeah. And I was just sure. like, okay, okay, yeah, sure. You know. Was it was it the balloon art? <laughs> he didn't he didn't mention balloon. He's only ever mentioned that one time. <laughs> Cliff Chang's balloon art. <laughs> now that would be a great title for an art book by that Cliff would be, Chang. Yeah, yeah. Cliff Chang's balloon art. I mean, but only if he makes balloon art. Yeah, like if he yeah, yeah. constructs animals like out of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> or he could do like Wonder Woman's. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> That idea is free, Cliff Chang. You can take that, <laughs> and we do not even need any royalties. Nope. We just want to see the, the finished product. Exactly. Yeah, maybe a, a review copy. Oh, yeah, a review copy would be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a thank you. Yeah, it would be nice, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but other than, yeah, no, no financial. At content. the most, a meal. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> if uh, the three of us are ever at the same comic convention, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. you owe us a meal. Right. Yeah. We'll get the tip. Right, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, anything fancy or mm, pricey. No. Subway is good. Subway is good. Yeah, yeah I like Subway. Eat fresh. Mm-hmm. Although the one down the road from uh, is not fresh. Mavericks. So. It, well, yeah, I mean, like, they got rid of the veggie burger, which was, what? like, the thing I ate there. What? They switched managers, and he doesn't, he doesn't not approve of the veggie burger. Even that though it sounds like the manager of a comic shop that I go to. <laughs> And this one sells, like, the burgers were, like, even when I would go there. They would always sell out. They would always sell out, and I would go, and they are like, oh, we sold out again. And now I go, and they're like, oh, we don't care anymore. I'm like, well, then, you, you don't support me. I don't support you. What am I going to do, eat a, eat a piece of bread with 20 pickles on it and some hot sauce? It's not a meal. That's the only thing I could really eat there. Oh, well. Uh, well, I think, uh... I think it's time for you to start eating meat again. I, it's clearly the choice has yeah. been made for me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Doogie, Doogie right now is in Georgia, and he's bringing back some of his grandpa's deer meat. All right. So maybe I'll start there. There you go. What better way? Yeah. Work your way up to the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> to the sub, to the Subway sausage. Yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that won't mess with my stomach at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
Alright, uh, I guess I should uh, pick a movie and uh, we can... Uh... I thought super, we decided Super 8. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, maybe the movie that I'm picking has similar subtext to it. Oh. Maybe similar themes. Uh, this movie that I'm picking... Uh, now, bear in mind that... Uh, I hope I can get this movie in. Uh, if not, then, then maybe we will just watch Super Rich. Because <laughs> okay. uh, awesome. I don't know if I can actually get this movie in by the, the next time we do a show. Okay. Uh, but, but fingers crossed. Uh, I am picking a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while. And I uh, decided that, uh, yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, it is called Son of Rambo. Son of Rambo. Yes. Now, this isn't the Rambo movie just called John Rambo that came out like two, nope. two years ago. Nope. Okay. I've never heard of this. It is a uh, it is a British comedy about a little kid who uh, decides I, to make his own Rambo movie. I have heard of this. Okay. okay. I have heard of this. In fact, I think I saw either a trailer or a still image. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. If we can find it. Yeah. yeah. If not, is it real? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, everybody already knows what we think is so great. That's so true. Yeah. That might be a bad idea. Well, uh, if I can't get a hold of Son of Rambo, then uh, we will. Uh, I will post some sort of uh, alternate thing later. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. All right then. Well, it's been fun. It has been fun. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.